0: The Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered him, My friends, today is Trinity Sunday, and with it being Trinity Sunday, we confess the words of that Athanasian Creed. More specifically, we confess that we worship one God in Trinity and Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the substance. We confess that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are co-eternal with each other and co-equal so that in all things that we might worship our triune God in unity. Indeed, today is the one day out of the year that we dust off that third creed that we subscribe to, that Athanasian creed. But why bother confessing such a complex and seemingly confusing creed? Why bother confessing such a wordy creed? Why not just say that we all believe in God? I mean, that would be much simpler. We all believe in God. Let's just leave it at that. Everybody knows that details and doctrine, well, that divides, right? So why sweat the small stuff? Well, my friends, this is not right. You see, throughout the history of the church, hundreds of thousands of Christians would disagree with the idea that doctrine is not important. It's there are hundreds of thousands of Christian martyrs that would severely disagree so much that they stake their life. Yes, they staked their life on the doctrines of the Christian faith. My friends, if we look throughout history, indeed, if we look throughout history and we spot solid doctrine, we will generally find suffering and a trail of martyr's blood following that solid doctrine. The faithful Christians of our past were unwilling to compromise the doctrines of God's word and they were unwilling to settle for vague and imprecise statements about the faith. Those who came before us, such as our Lutheran forefathers, were quite willing, indeed, they were quite willing to be burned at the stake for a right confession for solid doctrine you and i we could learn a lot from them but today it seems that this way of thinking about the christian faith has come to an end today more and more people in the church while they cry out things like this they say well you know doctrine really i mean just it just really doesn't matter just stick with jesus He saves, not doctrine. Just stick with the basics. Yes, stick with the basics. We are Christians, after all, and we all worship the same God. Now, while this sounds fairly reasonable, there are actually many problems in these details. As they say, the devil is in the details. For example, what are the basics of the Christian faith? Furthermore, who decides what the basics are? Will you decide it? Will I decide it? Will somebody else decide for us? Maybe, will the world decide for us what the basics should be? Will the basics of the Christian faith, will they be reduced to just simple moral stories? And if so, if they are just moral stories, can't we learn about moral stories from Mr. Rogers and not the Christian faith? Will the basics be reduced to maybe simple coffee mug slogans such as, you know, maybe keep the faith or believe in god or be still or just keep praying so if the christian faith is reduced the basics reduced to simple slogans do we really need the christian faith or perhaps maybe a starbucks coffee membership will the basics be sticking with jesus if so who do we say jesus is is he a social justice warrior, a therapist, a political inspiration or perhaps a mascot or something else? What does all this mean though? It means that you and I we cannot talk about God without talking about doctrine. Yes, doctrine. Without doctrine we are basically making it up as we go along. In fact, in fact without doctrine we can't even have the Christian faith. Why? because doctrine is just another word for the teachings that the Lord gives to us in his word, in his Bible. So my friends, if we say that we don't need doctrine, what we are essentially saying is that we don't need the Bible. And if we don't need the Bible, we are left with ourselves and our ideas about God, which, to be honest, are more often than not pagan ideas at best. Furthermore, if we attempt to reduce If we attempt to reduce and diminish doctrine for the sake of embracing a so called easier life, then in time, what ends up happening is that we will lose the clear confession of who the Lord Jesus Christ is. And if not careful, we will eventually lose the Christian faith altogether as we substitute the doctrines of the Bible with the doctrines of mankind and the doctrines of culture, thus ascribing us poor souls to hell while at the same time thinking that we are fine and dandy. Tragically, I hear the sad regret from pastors and parents about children and young people falling away from the Christian faith. I've heard this sad regret for some 15 to 20 years about young people falling away from the church after high school. And everybody wants to know why are they leaving Well, my friends, it isn't the fault of the Holy Spirit, but rather statistics show us two things. First, if parents are not bringing their children to church consistently in the first place and teaching them at home about the Christian faith, about the doctrines of the church, that there's a 1%, yes, a 1% chance that they will continue in the church after high school. Secondly, in a recent survey of 3,000 Christians conducted by LifeWay Research, they found that over half, yes, over half, over 50% of Christians in America subscribe to ancient heresies. We're not talking about minor doctrinal issues, but major, yes, major ancient heresies that are condemned by the creeds we confess each Sunday. Creeds like the Athanasian Creed that we just confessed this day. Bluntly stated, Christians in America do not even know the basics of Christianity and are often embarrassed to admit it. The average Christian in America has no doctrinal understanding and is often opposed to learning. So my friends, if our children and youth are not going to church and not learning at home about the Christian faith, and if the average parent does not even know the basics of the Christian faith, it should not be a surprise to us at all why so many youth are falling away from the church. Lord, have mercy on you. Lord, have mercy on me too. God, forgive us. Yes, God, forgive every one of us. So where do we go from here? Indeed, where do we go from here? Dear baptized saints, before we can begin to teach our children, we must know what we believe and why we believe it. We must learn the doctrines of the Christian faith. And most importantly, we mustn't, I repeat, we mustn't scoff at things such as the Athanasian Creed. We, we mustn't roll our eyes at the doctrine of the Athanasian Creed and the doctrines of the church, but in humility, treasure, and take up the teachings of things like the Athanasian Creed. We must never, indeed, we must never settle for the blandness of vague Christian slogans on coffee cups. We must know what we believe and why we believe it. Dear baptized saints, we must also keep in mind that faithfulness of a church Yes, the faithfulness of a church is not measured by numbers and emotional hype and finesse. But rather, the faithfulness of a church is when we pass down the Christian faith with all of its precious doctrines to our children and our grandchildren. But if we're going to pass it down, then the time is now. It is right now, here and now, to be prepared to believe, teach, and confess the doctrines of the faith handed down to all of us, all of you and me right now, from our Lutheran forefathers, from the Christians who have gone before us, from those martyrs who have bled to confess Christ. And we must also be prepared to stand as a church. Not as sticks in the mud or arrogant jerks, but to stand as a church with a steadfast faith. To be anchored in Christ's word, ready to graciously reject the errors that we hear and affirm the truth of scripture. But my friends, be warned, we will not be liked for being steadfast to God's word. You see, the devil, yes, the devil, he hates those who refuse to join him in the bathwater of lukewarm indifference. Dear baptized saints, doctrine divides, there's no way around it. We cannot have it both ways. Either it will be the holy Christian faith drawn from God's word, or it will be a generic, meaningless, empty faith of somebody else's opinion or fad. Now, as you hear this, it may sound a bit harsh. Indeed, it may sound a bit harsh. But listen to our Lord Jesus and the way he speaks to Nicodemus in a reading from the Gospel of John. You see, Jesus does not give a watered-down generic answer to Nicodemus, to his question, Nicodemus' question. But instead, Jesus says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Jesus goes on to say, We speak of what we know and we bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. In other words, our Lord is clear here. He is specific. There is one doctrine. There is one teaching. There is one way. His way. There is no compromising. Jesus does not water down his teaching or bend it towards mankind. The doctrine and teaching of Jesus will not be compromised to accommodate to our ideas of easier paths or mushy indifference. So today, today we confess the Athanasian Creed. Today we confess the doctrine of who God is in precise detail. We confess it, not as some dry religious exercise, but we confess it so that we might continue to stand on what we believe from God's word. Yes, we confess the creeds and we learn doctrine because in so doing, in so doing, we not only learn about our sin, but we also hear about forgiveness, life, and salvation. You see, that's how it works with doctrine. The Christian doctrine, it points us away from our ideas to what God says in his word and what we hear in God's word is what Jesus has done for us. And when you hear about the doctrines and the teachings of the scriptures, you hear about what Christ did for us, which thus creates faith in us. That we're given assurance and confidence in the shed blood of Christ for you and for me. May God grant us the steadfastness of faith to cling to Jesus' word today and tomorrow. May God grant us a hunger for his doctrine, his word, May God grant us boldness, yes, boldness and confidence to confess him today, tomorrow, and forevermore. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with dine.